Hey, it's Travis Oscar Mike Radio. How are you doing? This is number 187. And I don't know why I'm called radio anymore. I'm more video than radio, but uh, change is constant. We'll see what happens in 2020. And speaking of new stuff in 2020, I'm outside. It is 50 degrees in New England. Unheard of. And so for uh, this one and what I'm talking about, I felt uh, it was a good idea to have my H. Upman from Page. Thank you very much. Here we go. So I'm going to light this bad boy up and then we'll get started. So When I got out of the Marine Corps and moved to Massachusetts, there were two big radio stations in the Boston area, uh, 104.1 WBCN and 107.3 WAAF. And in Yuma, it was primarily country and uh, Spanish music. However, any Marine station down there who was a metalhead knew that just over the borders in Algodonas, there was a... Uh, Mexican heavy metal rock station and I forget the name of it but they would announce all the acts in Spanish except for the band's names it's pretty cool so imagine my good fortune when I came to this town and discovered that there were two right in Boston uh, all English speaking and uh, ready to go and BCN uh, is no longer here. They went first. Um, not really sure what happened to them, but they were here one day and gone the next. So that kind of left WAF for rock and metal, one of the few stations you could actually listen to. And uh, last weekend, they're no more. Don't know all the details behind why they're no longer here. Nothing against the station that replaced them. It's just kind of odd. But if you want uh, rock and roll and, and some metal stuff, you've got to listen to 94.1 WHJY in Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah. Like a like a 60 miles south of here is, is the nearest like true rock station. There's some classic rock stations in the greater Boston area. I'm not saying it's completely bereft of uh, over-the-air FM metal and rock, but... They're the 94.1 is the only uh, only thing left in town, and I felt it's important to uh, kind of take note of that because as I got to this part of the country and learned the culture and all that stuff, AF was a constant mainstay. I learned about the Red Sox, I learned about the Patriots and the Bruins, and you know this landmark and that landmark and different things over the radio, sitting at my desk working, I'd have AAF on. And uh, during that time of listening to AAF, there was this DJ named Mistress Carrie who got her own time slot and started listening to her. And one of the cool things about Mistress Carrie in the afternoon was she was uh, good with veterans. And before I get into what I, I got with her, I'd wake up in the morning, go work out, and there's Greg Hill, the Hill man with uh, spaz and uh, Mike Shue on, a couple other people. 
and then um, you go into the morning program, and then you get to Mrs. Carey's show. So I had kind of a routine. And Hillman left, went somewhere else, and there was uh, Mrs. Carey left. It was, uh, should have seen the writing on the wall then. But it's kind of funny, um, one of the things if you know about Mistress Carey is she was very dedicated to telling veteran stories. This is a good cigar. I mean, really good. So, as I get good with the podcast and I'm trying to get some guests on the Oscar Mike radio I reached out to her and surprise surprise she said yeah I'll come on your podcast I couldn't believe it this big time local radio legend been doing this for 25 30 years almost it's gonna come on this indie dudes podcast and talk to him for an hour she was totally cool and that's when I realized there's a big difference between me doing this once a week for a half hour and her doing this eight, ten hours a day, six, seven days a week. I mean, this was just no big deal to her. And I'm trying to make sure I've got all the levels right and, you know, my notes right and asking good questions and engaging and making sure that I, I'm, I'm flowing this along. And she picked, she picked right up on it. But, but she took it in stride and, and, and really gave a great interview, and I was really happy to have her. And then she came back on, and um, like six months later, eight months later, talked again, and it was again. She, I had improved a little bit since then. I had definitely gotten my jam down, if you will. Definitely uh, had it figured out and, and had a good time. And I think that's the thing that's kind of bothered me the most about this whole thing with WAF and other radio stations that will leave the community small and large is people ask me, well, why are you so worried? I mean, you can listen to your music on YouTube or Spotify if you have that. I'm still old school. I like buying discs. So what's the big deal? I'm like, you know, Spotify doesn't have a DJ that will come to your to your uh, event and and... and you know, rep your event. You know, YouTube doesn't have your, your local contact to help you raise money or understand what the local music scene's all about. You're, you're missing that now. And, and for us in the veteran community, we, 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 we have an ally that's voices. We're going to have to do some work to get her back in front of the microphone so she can do what she does best. And that's what I miss, man. That's that's what's gone. And, and it was really kind of weird this weekend. Turn on the radio to 107.3, and it's not rock and roll. It's not soft rock. It's not classic rock. It's not heavy metal. It's not metal. It's something else entirely. Nothing against that genre at all. Uh, I grew up in the Midwest and South where hymns and Christian music were a big deal. So nothing against that. I find it odd for this market, but okay. I'm not the one... Uh, writing the check again this is a good cigar but I just want to give a couple minutes now and say thank you to WAF there's a lot of times where a guy like me is uh, not from around here and trying to learn the ropes because for people who don't understand Massachusetts it's its own culture 
small state, not that big, but it's a very distinct footprint, very distinct uh, rhythm when you move here. They don't call them mass holes for nothing. And they don't call them mass hole marines for nothing either. Love your brothers. But uh, WAF was a way to learn about uh, what it took to live in this state. And WAF remind me that, you know, metal, when you don't have it, is, is a bad thing. And now it's gone. And, and, you know, so many times I would see WAF out in the community, not just for veterans, but for other things, you know, supporting. And, and, and people think that it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's their job. It's their job to go out there and do that. But a lot of times they're doing it on time when you and I would be with family and friends or in front of the TV or doing other stuff. They're out on weekends at events, and it takes energy and time and effort to prepare and execute those events. And they're professionals, and a lot of times it's a lot of long days and a, and a lot of hassle getting that done. So I respect that. H. Upman, never a bad one. I've never had a bad one, ever. Big shout out to some of my Marine sister, Port Authority Police Department in New Jersey. Love you, sis. You don't want to get pulled over by her, trust me. I never have, but she'd have no problem doing it. So, uh, good stuff. And radio's changing. I mean, there's no doubt, folks, radio's changing. You, you could sit there and point at podcasts and YouTube and other things for radio changing. And, People ask a question all the time, well, why do we need radio? And again, I think you need radio for that local flavor, for that local community uh, outreach and, and, you know, getting local businesses on the air to, you know, tell people, hey, we're here, we're open for business. I think radio does that in a way that no other medium can. And which leads me to my last point about Oscar Mike Radio. Yeah, I've been uh, uh, primarily... You know, repping the radio part of this for, for four years now. Uh, I grew up loving radio. Uh, you know, my dad listened to talk radio, all the greats. You know, respect, love him or hate him. I respect Rush Limbaugh. Uh, he has done something amazing with radio. Howard Stern, love him or hate him. He's been able to do something with his voice that people have not been able to do. Uh, Garrison Keeler. You know, regardless of what happened with the whole Me Too thing, I don't know all the details behind that, but he made an impact. And there's other people in radio that I really respect and look up to for uh, what they've done. Here locally, the Dale Dorman Media Day at Massasoit Community College has had a profound impact on uh, what I've done with Keith Hayes and Hubazoo and those guys. But it's changing. So this will always be a podcast. This will always be something you can put on your, your SoundCloud or over your car audio and listen to as you're traveling. I hope you do. But you know, this is changing to more of a video format. I'm trying something new tonight. I have a I have a little tripod and my cell phone and I'm doing this. And purposely I didn't I didn't bring in my audio equipment. I didn't bring my external mic for my phone. I'm just trying this with uh, my cell phone and a, and a tripod. Because for me this is radio and this is about telling those stories. But this is about being on the move, being able to tell the story anywhere with minimal setup and minimal equipment. My point is, is can I, can I engage with you in a meaningful way with as few items and equipment as possible? Can I do it? 
I don't know. We're going to find out. And I just want to, you know, kind of close this down by saying that, you know, yeah, it was a couple hours on, on, on Oscar Mike Radio Mistress, but you had a profound impact on my, my willingness and desire to keep this thing going. And I'm not you, never will be new, you. I'm messing this all up. But you had a profound, I say that again, a profound impact on my continuing to do this for almost four years. And I tried a little bit every podcast to get better at what I'm doing or you know, not being afraid to try new stuff. I, I really shouldn't be out here in the middle of uh, Abington with uh, no sound equipment. I should be in a studio doing this, but I'm trying new stuff to see if I can raise my game. I don't know. And it kind of goes back to the whole thing where people are seeing this and supporting this. Huge, huge shout out to my sponsors, Joyce Asak of Asak Real Estate, uh, Mark Holmes of Reaper Detailing and Power Washing, and Sean Schubert of Red Seal Martial Arts. I mean, their support and them willing to, their willingness to support me was because of what I learned from you and Mike Shue and Greg Hill, all those guys at WAF. I'll tell you something true. Uh, late last year, we got to go to the Natick Newberry Comics, and uh, Mrs. Carey was supporting uh, Clear Path New England for their Vinyl for Veterans event. And you really see that her desire to support veterans wasn't just a, a paid thing. She was showing up for a gig to do a job and go home. She was really interested in making sure that the time spent at Newberry Comics was used to raise as much money to support the mission of Clear Path New England in a way that you don't see that often. And it was a really special time. I got to go up there with my good friend and pal, uh, Richard Fitz Jr. and Julie, um, his girlfriend, Julie. Just a great time watching that all go on and realizing that you can take stuff like radio and, and stuff like this podcast and, and do good with it. And that's different now. So from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say thanks for everything that you have meant to me even before I started this podcast. And wherever the airways take you, I hope it's good. And there's a little bit of you in every podcast that I do. Thank you very much. It's Travis. I'm going to finish this cigar and walk through lunch.